0: For our second message today, we have a sermon from Mr. Barnabas Grayson entitled, Time of the End. When? Good afternoon. Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 3 we see that the disciples were admiring the temple how beautiful it was that they thought it would probably stand forever and that's when Jesus said to them that there shall not be one stone left upon another so Jesus was looking into the future of this temple and the disciples reply they said well tell us Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming, and the end of the world, or the end of the age. But he said to them, it was not for you to know, not for them to know. In the same way, it's like that for us. It's not for us to really know. Instead, Jesus gave them signs to watch for, like wars, and earthquakes and famines and pestilences, false prophets and a time of iniquity when it shall abound that the love of many shall wax cold. So in looking to things that are future, things that are ahead, we see through a glass darkly. It's not always clear. But it's the words of Jesus that has the sure words of prophecy. So we're going to look at Some of the things that point to the end of the age of when and how and what and why. Matthew 24 verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows it says. You know sorrows are disturbing events. They are things that really can really depress you. Can really feel Bad or anxiety over a loss or a disappointment in life. And it can be the things that are to come are more extenuating. And those things are going to cause sorrows. Verse 9. Then shall they deliver you. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted. And shall kill you and you shall be hated of all Nations for my name's sake, hated because they believe in Christ. They believe in God. They believe in the commandments. They believe in doing the things that God says to do, and doing His pleasure and goodwill. And many, verse ten, and many shall be offended, and shall betray one another, without you know mercy, without forgiveness. They're going to betray one another and it's going to happen and shall hate one another hate is a very strong word to use they shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and sometimes this hatred for one another is often brought about by stark differences in perhaps opinions or ideas or thinking or ideologies and things of that sort Now of course these things that we read about, the earthquakes, the famines, the wars, rumors of wars, those things have always been, always been, but today they are more apparent, they're more clearly seen, and they're more obvious, because knowledge, it says, has been increased. One of the prophecies of our time today, that knowledge shall be increased, and We know from, you know, on on news, there's always the breaking news. uh, News is just practically instantaneous. So the words of Jesus, these words that we read about here in Matthew 24, is, they they took place nearly 2,000 years ago. And the end has yet to be. And Jesus has yet to come. But one thing we do know, the temple... Is no longer there. And so we see that prophecy. Has come to pass. So. We live in perilous times. When the signs that Jesus said to watch for. Are becoming more and more intent. And apparent. As time goes by. We also know that some are going to scoff at these messages. Of prophecy. Of the things that are ahead because it says knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation let's go to Luke let's see we've got one more scripture oh yes Matthew 24. Watch therefore. So we're supposed to watch, we're supposed to look, because we don't know what hour our Lord does come. And in verse 43, but know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would not have he would have washed and would not have suffered his house. To be broken up. Ransacked. Whatever. But let's go on to Luke chapter 21. So it pays to watch. To be careful. To be cautious. To be on guard. Luke 21 verse 28. So when these things begin to come to pass. These things that Jesus uh, related to the disciples. Which has been passed down to us in our time today. When these things begin to To come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. And he spoke them to them a parable Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now close at hand. So we pay attention to those signs and we know what's coming. By these little signs that we see, we know what's going to follow if we pay attention so likewise when you see these things come to pass know you that the kingdom of God is nigh it's close it's at hand truly I say unto you verse 32 this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away so and take heed to yourselves Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares or unexpectedly or as a, a big surprise. Now there are many cares that we have in life. Things that concern us. Things that we think about. Things that can be distracting to us. But Jesus was cautioning his disciples And he's cautioning cautioning us today, you and me, against being too high on fleshly pleasures and cares and pursuits in this life. Doesn't mean not to pursue those things that are helpful to our lives that we uh, enjoy. Whether they be uh, crafting things or hobbies or reading or writing or listening to music or performing music. Those things. But... It must not be abused or get out of hand. And we strive for a just balance. But at the same time not neglect salvation. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Of verse 2. You know perfectly that the day of the Lord. So comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety. Then, sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, you're not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. So we have the word of God, the light of the word of God, that keeps us aware, that keeps shining on the, a light on the day-to-day things that happen. As we see things happening around us. We're not in darkness. We know what's going to come about. What's going to take place. For as a snare. Verse 35. Shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. It's like a trap. A snare is, a, is like a trap. It's laid out along a path of, of habit sometimes. Continue the same path. You know, it's expected that someone could lay a trap easily for you. So watch you therefore. And, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. And stand before the Son of Man. And so we see these warnings that we are to heed. And it also follows this admonishment. In the book of Luke, where he says in 1 John chapter 2, beginning verse 15. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. So many things in this world, the attractions, the, uh, all of the um, gadgets, all of the appliances, all of the up-to-date modern things, they are very attracting. And we just love to have some of those things. But if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not not of the Father, but is of the world. So some of these gadgets, some of these things that we want in life, the pride of ownership, is something that makes a lot of difference. In a person's life. Because they want to be the proud owner of this or that. So the danger in this. Is that love of the world can draw our attention away from love of the father. And the more uh, love that we have for this world. The more the love of God diminishes. And starts to go away. Verse 17 and the world Passes away. And the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God. Abides forever. Doing the will of God. Is going to abide forever. But what all the other. The love of the world. Those things that are in the world. They're only temporary. They're not going to last. But the, uh, he that does the will of God. Those things. They're going to abide forever. Verse 18. Little children. So we are addressed as little children here. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Whereby we know that it is the last time. So there's an attitude in many where some just don't want to hear, some just don't want to heed. They'd rather go their own way, not listening to good advice. Because by not listening to good advice... Those who are immature will run into trouble and become easy prey for the fiery darts of Satan. So as we have read that in the last days perilous times shall come. There are dangers everywhere. And we often know that we're not really safe in our our own houses, in our own homes. Often people wonder, well, where will the next, you know, massacre take place? And so, in days past, there used to be in school fire drills. You know, you, that was the danger. You had to find a way of escape, follow a certain path to get out of danger of a fire. Nowadays, we have lockdown drills or intruder drills in schools. It's just the part that shows... That we are living in the last days. Now let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 8. The apostle Peter said this to us. He said to be sober. To be vigilant because your adversary. The devil. Has a roaring lion. Walking about. Seeking whom he may devour. So he's our great enemy. He's walking about stalking people, looking for someone he can devour, looking for a weakness, a chink in our armor, so that he can devour us. Two things in this we are told to do to help us not be devoured, what Peter is telling us. Two things all in one saying here to be careful and be on guard. Like sometimes when we, uh, our spouse or our children go out. We say those words: "Be careful, and be on guard." So, <clears throat> this scripture, First uh, uh, Peter five a came to mind uh, during uh, the sermon last week, and, and I thought I would use it uh, to fit into the subject of the end time warnings that we see that Christ gave. It's a well known verse, one that we've heard many times. And maybe too many times that it just sort of goes by us and it becomes worn out. But it's there in scripture for us as a steady reminder to always heed and not just sometimes. Used to, I would tell uh, my children before they left, when they were able to drive a car, uh, I would give them this kind of advice, you know, be careful. Watch where you're going and things of that sort. And buckle up. Buckle up. And sometimes they would finish the sentence for me. I know. Buckle up. And then as they go away. You know we say a little prayer. Because there's an adversary out there. A great enemy. That if he can't get to us personally. He will get to our loved ones in some way or another. A lot of things can be avoided. If we watch and pray years ago and I probably told told this uh, this uh, thing that happened uh, our daughter was uh, visiting us and uh, she was at the house in Ufala where we used to live and she was expecting her husband to come also on his own and uh, He had called uh, our daughter and said, uh, uh, he's broken down. So she got in her car to go see uh, where, to go meet him, to give him help. And as she was traveling in the evening toward that place along the highway, uh, she was behind a semi truck and every time she started to go around the truck, the truck would pull over in the lane so she kept. She kept behind. And just moments later, a car coming down the wrong lane just went whizzing by. And uh, uh, when I think about before she left, I said a prayer. And another time when uh, our younger daughter with the uh, grandkids, our grandkids in, in, in the vehicle... They were about to cross an intersection there in Jenks somewhere. And for some reason, they hesitated. And that momentary hesitation, a car went whizzing by. Had they gone out into the lane, the car would have broadsided them. Who knows what would have happened. And so we can always give thanks to God because we do watch. We do pray. Just like Job did when he worried about his own children. And made prayers for them. But sometimes things happen. But there is a great unseen enemy that stalks us. And he's looking to catch us off guard. And sometimes we don't pay attention to that being that is in society. Or pay heed to the warning signs that we see. Everything, every evil thing that we see and hear about. Those horrific crimes. Like that young family that was massacred there. And burned to death in Mexico. Or the violence and the bloodshed. The war and the unrest that is in Syria. The hatred and the injustice because of skin color. The lying and greed. For some egomaniacs think... Gain means power and godliness. And that is okay to deceive and walk over others. And many other things. This is the age that we live in. And it is due to the work of the enemy. Satan. The adversary who finds a weakness and attacks it to our ruin. So if we do not heed these words of Peter. To be sober. That is to be alert. And to be watching. That is on guard. We, both young and old, become easy prey. We know that <laughs> it's a couple of young children uh, did about $1,000 damage to, uh, or it might have been $100,000 damage to a water plant. And uh, why did they do it? Sometimes parents might ask, well, what made you do that? Why did you do it? Sometimes we just don't know. But Jesus said to watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. To enter not into trial. So the trials and temptations that besets each of us from time to time. They can weaken us. They can turn us away from the faith. They can make us forget that the spirit and power of God given to us is there to help us overcome evil with good again we live in perilous times we live in dangerous times there's selfishness, there's covetousness pride people are boastful disobedient to parents unthankful, unholy without natural affection, truce breakers tail bearers incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good traitors, heady, high minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God and Satan will use it against us so we must be on guard if we have any of these attitudes in our life because they can be a weakness and Satan will prey upon them so our focus must be away from those things and our focus must be on the fruits of the spirit to overcome evil with good so the Bible prophesies a time of trouble Such as never was. In Daniel chapter 12 verse 1. It says at that time shall Michael stand up. The great prince. Which stands for the children of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Such as never was. Since there was a nation. Even to that same time. And at that time your people shall be delivered. Every one that shall be found written. In the book. So in this verse here, we, we're made aware of never before seen trouble. But at the same time, it also includes a time of deliverance. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. But some will die, of course, today, tomorrow, and in the future. But there is going to come a resurrection. A time when there is an awakening of people. But you, O Daniel, uh, verse 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But you, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. So these things that were shown to the prophet Daniel, they concerned him deeply. It's for the time of the end, he was told, however. And he was just told to go his way, live out his life, live out his days. Now over to Joel chapter 2, verse 1. Blow you the trumpet. You know, trumpet can be used as a warning. Blow you the trumpet in Zion. Sound and alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord comes. For it is close at hand. We see that so often. That it is close at hand. But yet when tomorrow comes it hasn't come. Or when next week or next month comes. Or next year. It hasn't come. But it says it is close at hand. And it's close at hand. Because when you experience perhaps a heart attack or some some sort of life-threatening thing, it's close at hand. But this is talking about a day that is coming. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains. A great people and a strong. There has not ever been the like. Neither shall be any more after it. Even for the years of many generations, a fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. You have all this beauty of the land, forests that are green, everything's growing, but then when this occurs, it's left desolate and ruined. So you have a kind of a picture of the times that lay ahead. In his uh, (coughs) inaugural address in 1960, President John F. Kennedy, he sounded out a serious reality about the times that we live in. I was 12 years old, and I remember the speech, and uh, at one time uh, was able to at least remember half of it as an assignment. But he said that man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and also all forms of human life. And he also said that famous line where he said to ask not what your country can do for you but to ask what you can do for your country. But indeed we live in those perilous times that he talked about. Today there are nuclear hydrogen bombs capable of destroying the earth all life on it, hundreds of times over. Some are of the 50 megaton variety and a single megaton is equal to 67 Hiroshima-sized bombs. So even in a so-called what they call a limited nuclear exchange destruction would be But some say as apocalyptic. And unless those days we have read are cut short. No flesh will be saved. And so these are frightening facts that we see here. That are written in this book. This guidebook that is ours. That we can read. In Matthew chapter 24 again. Verse 20. It says to pray you that your flight be not in the winter. Neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation. Such as was not since the beginning of the world. To this time no nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved. But. But for the elect's sake. Those days shall be shortened. So as in the days of Noah. You know there was violence and evil that filled the earth. So shall it be in the last days. So we can just look around and see that. Many will be caught off guard. Matthew chapter 24. uh, verse, Verse 10. Read this earlier. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all the world and then shall the end come when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel now this is the greatest observable sign of the end of the age this abomination of desolation because it says when you see this abomination of de- desolation. Stand in the holy place. Whoso reads let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea. Flee into the, uh, into the mountains. Because this abomination is going to cause. Great desolation. But those. Who are diligent and watching. They will know. They will pay attention. Have paid attention to the signs. So verse 28. Verse 20. Pray that your flight be not in the winter. Neither on the Sabbath day. Verse 33. So likewise you when you shall see all these things. Know that it is near. Even at the doors. Truly I say unto you. This generation shall not pass. Till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knows no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as in the days of Noah, as in the days of Noah were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. As in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, Until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And didn't know until the flood came. And took them all away. So shall the coming of the son of man be. Now the Old Testament prophet Ezekiel. He gave a description of Israel's woeful condition. Which we can compare to our landscape today. In Ezekiel 7.23 he said. Make a chain for the land is full of bloody crimes. And the city is full of violence. Why do these ha- things happen? We ask ourselves. Romans chapter 3. Verse 10. As it is written. There is none righteous. No not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. They are all go- gone out of the way. They have tur- they've turned away. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that does good. No not one. Their lives are. Not profitable because they're saying and doing things that profit to no good. And that happens when you don't have the Holy Spirit. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips. Sin is what causes them to be you know, self-centered and selfish. That they do these things. Whose mouth is full of cursing. And bitterness. This is, you know, this is evil at work. Their feet are swift to shed blood. You know, they can't control their hatred. Destruction and misery are in their ways. All they are bent upon is just trying to do uh, someone harm. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that this age of man. This age that we live in. Has been under the sway of Satan since, uh, since time began. Since the first man was created. He's the one who deceives the whole world into sin. But we know of course that he will be bound at the return of Jesus Christ. But in the meantime. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be tribulation. And that is until Daniel 7.22 tells us. Until the ancient of days came. And judgment was given. To the saints of the most high. And the time came when the saints possess. The kingdom. So whatever changes that are going to be good. In that time to come. Is beginning among each and every one of us. Who are here. Who are obedient to the word of God. And who know the will of God. And who understand the things. That are coming to pass. Revelation chapter 20. Verse 1. I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So we see that this angel that's coming to bind Satan is so much stronger than this being that is called Satan the devil. He laid hold on the dragon, verse 3, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. And set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till a thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. Verse four, which should you know ha- have some special uh, thing in our own hearts and our own minds, because John he said, I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, which not which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and he lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So we know that some will be persecuted. We read the history books of all of the inquisitions and things that happened a long time ago, and that they will be brought before councils to answer for their faith in, in Christ and in, in God. Luke chapter 21. This is similar to Matthew 24. Verse 10. Then said he unto them. This is Christ. Speaking saying nation shall rise. Against nation we see that don't we. And kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes. And it says great. Earthquakes. These would be earthquakes like we've never seen great earthquakes shall be in different places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven and before all these things they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake And it shall turn to you. For a testimony. Asking you. Why do you believe the way you do? What's your faith all about? Verse 14. As we heard in a previous sermon. Might have been last week or week before. For I will uh, settle it. Verse 14. Settle it therefore in your hearts. Not to meditate before what you shall answer. Sometimes we wonder when we are. wonder well how are we going to express ourselves how, what are we going to say settle it not therefore in your hearts just have to trust in the Lord verse 15 for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay, nor resist so all of this is going to be a lot of it is going to come from our own personal study into the word of God And somehow you know. All those that information. Is up there upstairs in our mind. And sometimes it takes a while to download. But it's there. And God will make sure. That you'll have the words to say. If you know we are brought before councils. And so on. (coughs) Verse 16. And you shall be be betrayed. Both by parents. And brethren, and kinfolk, and friends, and some of you they shall cause to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not a hair of your head perish. In your patience possess you your souls. So by standing firm in the Lord and his righteousness, you will come through. You will will have salvation and you'll be able to enter the kingdom and when you shall see Jerusalem and this is another uh, thing that will be obvious when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies surrounded with armies then know that the desolation thereof is nigh conflict is about is about to happen verse 21 let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. So if you go on and read the rest of that chapter, you'll see that there's going to be cosmic signs. It will be seen. The sun, the moon, the stars will be shaken. Seas will roar and toss. All indicating a chaotic time that is to come. And a time when faith is going to be tested. He that shall endure unto the end, however, shall be saved, and many shall be tried and made white in righteousness. First Peter chapter one. Blessed be verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope. We have a lively hope by the resurrection. Of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance. An inheritance is something that. uh, Is is a glorious inheritance. That we can look forward to. Incorruptible. And undefiled. That fades not away. Reserved in heaven. It's reserved in heaven for you. The words are being spoken. To each and every one of of, of us. Who are kept by the power of God. Through faith. Unto salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice. Though now for a season. If need be. You are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Many temptations. Temptations of different sorts. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire. Might be found unto praise and honor. And glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love. In whom though now you see him not. Yet believing you rejoice. With joy unspeakable. And full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith. Even the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired. And searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come. Unto you. So our life of course is geared. To receiving that salvation and that glory and that inheritance that is being prepared and that is being uh, laid up for us. And the loving grace of our Lord is with us no matter uh, what takes place. John chapter 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. In spite of all these things that we read about in the book of Revelation, in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, things of that sort... Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe in me, said Jesus. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And that is a room in the very family of God. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came, spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is in the hands of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo I am with you all Even unto the end of the world. Amen. So be it. So the trials and temptations. That beset us. From time to time. The danger in them is that they can weaken us. They can turn us away from the faith. And they can make us forget. That the spirit. The power uh, of God. That is given to us. Is there to help us overcome. So we live in perilous times. And we are to watch therefore. Second Peter. Chapter three. let's start with verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But is long suffering. But is patient to usward. Not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So what we see is pretty much temporary. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be. In all holy Conduct and godliness. Knowing that there's an end coming to all these things that we see, it begs the question, what manner of persons ought we to be? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. That's a spectacular thing that is going to happen. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. No more unrighteousness, no more sorrow, no more tears. Matthew chapter 24 again. We're to be ready. Verse 34. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass. Till all these things be fulfilled. At one time. It was the boomer generation. That thought. These things would come to pass. Now we have. You know the XYZ. uh, Of the yet future generations. But heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. Said Jesus. But of that day and hour. Knows no man. No not the angels of heaven. But my father only. Just one more uh, scripture. First Peter chapter five, verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. If you have worries, if you have pains, if you Have doubts. You have uncertainties in your life. Take your burdens. To Jesus Christ. Because he cares for you. Take it to him in prayer. And believe. Be sober. Again. As we begin. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil. As a roaring lion walks about. Seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists how do you do this resist resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world the things that we suffer the things that we go through is not just our own personal thing that's happening to us it's happening to also our brethren that's why we should pray for one another we don't know how others are feeling or what they're going through but we pray for them anyway But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen.